Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose is to have fun talking about small business stuff. You know, all that stuff. Along the way, we'll give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're starting out, just starting out for the first time, or you're an established small business. And when we talk small business, we're talking companies from one to 25 employees. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sunholder. So at the other half of the business stuff, guys, we're here to help owners of those small companies with whatever's going on in their business. Help them understand that if, they, if they're going through an opportunity or a challenge, maybe it's new to them, not realizing that somebody else has been through it before. So it's not new to the world. There's, there's answers to it. There's ways to get through whatever you're going through. Or if you're looking for some funny stories or interesting anecdotes to what's happened in the past as well, we have lots of those between the two of us. Uh, we've owned and operated 20 companies ourselves, but also have advised and coached hundreds more. And a big part of what we're trying to do here with Dirty Secrets of Small Business is help to share some of those stories with all the owners of small companies out there. So we're going to do that today, and we've got some good segments for you today. Okay, the segments. We have four segments that we, we've been uh, fooling around with, and we're going to be changing the format as uh, we get into the new year, which uh, I can start talking about because it's getting pretty close, isn't it? But segments today, four segments. The first one is a, a common myth of small business ownership. We're going to identify it and debunk it. The second segment is going to be Dirty Secret of the Week. And that's what this program is all about, the dirty secrets of small business. Third segment is how come, a how come, a how come question, how come with a question mark, uh, something I've been pondering all week, and I'll lay it out there, and Adam and I will play around with it. And if you small business owners out there are so inclined, give us a call and come on in and join us. In the fourth segment, Adam's going to chronicle a, uh, uh, a small business success. We're going to pull from many of our, our success stories with our clients, and we're going to sort of talk about it without mentioning who they are and their operation within what we call the seven keys of success, which you'll hear more about. That's right. They never mention, but they always know who they are when they're listening. They, hey, wait, that sounds like me, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the details are there, but the names are being left off. So that's all right. Well, you're always invited to be part of the show. If, you, if you'd like to be on air with us, uh, you can give us a call here in the studio. That number is 446-946-9468. Again, it's 440 440- 946 WINT. So you can call us. We're here live in the studio Mondays from noon to 1 Eastern. Even if you're listening on a podcast, you can call us in during that time if you have something you want to share with us. Uh, if you're a little too bashful to be on the air, you can feel free to email us at radio at maximumvp.com. If you have a question, put it there for us. We'll be sure to put it on the air and, and address whatever question you've got and share with, with the, the listening audience. Very good. You know, most small business owners, and there's probably 28, arguably 28 million small businesses in this country, and a big, big percentage of those businesses are stuck in a state of how. How do I make a profit plan? How do I find good people? How do I create a marketing plan? The, the endless questions of how, starting how with the word how, just are unbelievably long and endless. We're Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we help small businesses get unstuck from that state of how. One of those questions you're wrestling with is, how do I figure out what to, what to, to do next? That's always a good question to ask, and the, a good answer to that is give us a call. We're always good to help people <laughs> you know, figure out what good, to do next. That's a good answer. So we help a lot of our clients do that, too, often as they get stuck. So if you can reach us when we're not in the air, 
Uh, phone number is 877-849-0670. Again, it's 877-849-0670. Or you can check us out online at MaximumVP.com. All right, let's jump into debunking our common myths for this week, Jack. And the one we have this week is, uh, is one I know almost every owner out there can relate to. And that is that you'll have more time to spend with family or friends. Well, I find that I found that out when I left the big corporate world and got involved in small businesses. You have these small businesses that, uh, hey, the, the, the work there is so easy and, and routine that you can just pack it up whenever you want and go spend time with family and friends. That's right. You can work from wherever you want to work for and, and see people and, and, you know, at all times of the day and night and everything in between. Cause you have all these people, people who are working for you. Now that you're the boss, That's you don't right. have to do anything as the boss. Right? You don't have to do you. I, I'll bet you most of our listeners out there who own small businesses would be in total agreement with That's that. Right. So they, yeah, the, the phone should ring off the hook with this one because they, they, they aren't doing anything yeah, during the course of the day. Maybe they can c- come off the golf course or wherever they are kind of, you know, touring around, not doing work. You know, they, they have a chance to kind of call and let us know that, Hey, I'm, I'm just hanging out with my kids today or hanging out with my spouse today, wherever, you know, wherever it's going to be, or hang out with, with the grandkids, whatever the case may be. Yeah, sad. yeah, it's noon. They're having lunch, feet up on the desk, you know. Life is good. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, the, the, the sad truth, though, is that unless those close friends or family members are part of the business, chances are you aren't going to be seeing much more of them, especially early on. Um, and I think that probably helps explain. You know, one of the common things that, that Jack and I see is it's rare that we see a, a small company that doesn't have some sort of a family member as part of the business. Or, seems or, like or, or a close yeah. friend. Yeah, it seems like it. And so I think that may be part, part of what happened, Jack. They, so, you know, people may have gotten into it and thinking, thinking they'd be able to see a lot more of their family and friends and realize that they can't. So they say, hey, why don't you come on in here with me? Become part of the fun and join, and, and join the company. We'll, we'll have to spend lots of time together then at that point. Well, if you don't have a friend uh, or a family member in there, chances are very, very high you aren't seeing much of either one of them. <laughs> and that's the debunking of of that myth yeah what happens is you know as opposed to the boss not doing anything what happens is as the boss you, you find the you, you often take on more responsibilities which will tap into to, to more of that time and, and the ability to see those folks that you love and what happens too is actually your your family so to speak starts to expand because you now often you know have employees and they have their families as well and all of a sudden you start to take on more responsibilities or more of that burden for helping to kind of take care of those things and so we see it a lot we see it especially with uh female business owners where they have that more of that natural maternal instinct than us guys do and they'll take on and there's often guilt anyway you know, <laughs> you know even in today's modern age um it seems we're hardwired differently where the females will often feel tremendous guilt if they're working too much and they feel guilt, whether it be from, you know, it, it, it's more perceived at times versus direct, but they, they may hear things from their spouse or their kids, or if they don't hear it directly, they'll be feeling it. Yeah. That, you know, I got to yeah. spend more time doing this and this. And so they will often suffer and, and, and have much less sleep because they aren't going to give up the work side of it. They're, they're just putting in more hours and it can be very, very taxing on the owners. Sure. 24 seven, you know, their, their business is on their mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It appears the thoughts appear in the, the least likely scenarios and the likely scenarios. It's always issues that come and you have to pay attention to those and they take precedence over family and friends. It's, it's amazing. 
And it, it takes experience to basically get that balance between, we'll call it work and play. It doesn't come easy. You might go into it thinking that, hey, you'll be able to do this. You'll be able to get time away. You'll be able to get make time with friends and family. But ain't so. It doesn't quite work like that. Well, unlike the, the female mindset, us men are often a little weaker, too. And so we had a client a little while back that uh, wound up taking a three-week-plus three vacation because his spouse, you know, you wanted him to kind of go with, you know, with her, you know, and uh, wasn't quite the right time. Let's say the, the, the company was starting to do well, just really starting to kind of take off, and he figured he had, had everything in place that he could just kind of disappear for three weeks, and uh, still recovering from that, you know, more than a year later. <laughs> uh, but to say no to the spouse and kind of put that thing off, and hey, it's it's our anniversary, or hey, it's you, know, it's your birthday, or hey, it's Pick one, you know, kind of he, plug he it in. Took there's, a, there's, he there's took a something. measure and made probably the right decision, but he's paying for it too. <laughs> so, yeah, you, know, you, you have to pick your battle. So I don't know if you know if he reminded her when he you know was not able to cash that distribution check a couple months back. You know, he, he showed it to her, but say hey, we can't cash this yet. You remember that vacation we took <laughs> last year? Yeah, you know, the, the drawing that connectivity probably is going to cause a bigger fight than it would have if he had just picked, you know. Pick the fight early. The old, on. the old flashing the check. You know, that's that's. Uh, it it shows progress and and it uh, sort of puts a nail in in the process. One one close, one point closer to reality here. You wave that check around. It's coming, babe. Yeah, it's kind of similar. You know, it's some of the techniques you take in the business in terms of uh, holding off vendors, you can, you'll start to use in the home front too. Is that what it is? Or hey, the the check's been cut. <laughs> Hasn't Here's been, the hasn't number. Been, hasn't, been, yeah. hasn't been signed yet. It hasn't been signed nor sent, but it's been cut. <laughs> it's been cut. <laughs> so, yeah, you try, you know, try to be able to use those kind of things. But, again, so the, the, some of those pressures are there. Again, if you go in with the false expectations early on, that that's, you know, a big driver or a big reason for why you want to get into business, you know, talk to almost any business owner out there, and they'll tell you it's not the case, again, unless they happen to have quite a bit of friends and family as part of the business. And then there, that causes other problems. You might, uh, you might have more time with them, but it isn't the, the kind of quality time you probably thought it would be. Yes. Uh, lots of issues with family and friends and business, but that's, that's another segment for another day. Yeah. That's all part of the fun of it. You know? So, um, if you're thinking about getting in, in, into business and, and then the number one driver is going to be that time with family and friends, um, you, you, chances are you might get there. But it's not going to be for a little while if you start. So don't make that the, the number one reason. If you're already in business and you're lamenting the fact that you aren't seeing that, relax. It's okay. That's you know that, that's where most people are. Um, try to enjoy it from the idea of the absence that makes the heart grow fonder. Um, try to make sure though that when you do actually get some time with those friends and family, that you aren't always trying to think about work. Try to get away from it a little bit and you know and, and not physically be with them, but mentally still be be back at the business. That's very uh, tempting as well. If you're going to be, you might as well just stay at the business because you're going to create other problems. That's exactly right. That's always the best case. <laughs> so those are good things to be able to kind of keep in mind uh, for, for those of you out there. That again, that's not that the, that the boss is not doing anything, and the boss can do whatever he or she wants. Um, again, as you, as you as you take on that responsibility of being an owner, you start to realize that there are a lot of other things going on that you didn't realize when you're you know, when you're working for somebody else. So if you're working for, for somebody like that, have patience with them because that's what's going on in their world. So very true. All right, stick around. When we come back. We're going to be delving into our dirty secret of the week. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. 
we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. We're business coaches who help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. Hey, really, guys out there, don't you wrestle with all those how questions. And I know you have a ton of them every day. Give us a call. We love helping small business owners get unstuck from that state of how. We'll be jumping into our our dirty secrets this week. But before we get there, if you want to join the conversation or you have things you want to add or something we're saying that you'd like to react to, we always welcome phone calls here in the studio. Uh, the way to reach us here, we're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. And so if you're listening live or if you're listening to the podcast, you can always call in the studio at that time. Our number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. That's 440-946-WINT. If you have a question or comment you'd like to make but don't want to be on the air, you can shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. Okay. All right, Jack, let's get into it. Let's get into our dirty secret. And this is one that I know that all of our Ds out there will appreciate. Mm-hmm. Our Ds and our disc parlance. We'll get into that here in a second. But our, our dirty secret this week is nothing goes as quickly as you expect. Boy, how true that is, you know? Or it should take months, or it should take weeks, it takes months, or it should take months, it takes years. Why is that, Adam? I don't know. It's amazing. You know, your point earlier for the, um, you know, I think folks coming out of some bigger companies or other you know, situations that exist, you look at a small business, and one of the big attractions is that there's a lot less red tape. So red tape meaning you don't have committees or multiple meetings for, for things to happen. You can have an idea this morning today and put it into practice this afternoon right you don't need to have weeks or months of committees going on to get things approved so i think part of what people like to expect is that i can make it happen like that that's what they like just overnight it's a very important word like to expect so what you start to realize is again if you if you own a company this is probably true for you as well you have lots of ideas lots of ideas never never-ending ideas you know if you're if you're good you'll start to capture those ideas somewhere but the real trick comes into how do i execute and make that idea a reality and which ones are the best to kind of pursue and that means you not start to rely on, on other people it's not just just going to be you well you have to you have to get the knowledge and that's what's lacking the knowledge first of all to frame a problem or some objective that you're after and once you have that, then the knowledge to execute it. But most small business owners, unless they have a background in business, and I'm not talking college, I, I'm, I'm talking uh, literally working in their own company, uh, maybe coming from a bigger corporation where they've, they've learned a lot of things and they've been able to, to see how business really, really is conducted in a successful way. Unless they have that, it can take years before the light goes on. And we have several clients. It, it, it's it's amazing how that that works. Where, given the backgrounds of Adam and myself, we we know how to quickly see a problem, frame it, and provide a solution and a, and a track to start to run on. But when we meet so many of our our clients initially, 
They don't have that ability. That's what we bring to the table. So we can start to talk the right stuff, but it may take literally months, years before they see it. So we can see a solution right away. Hey, let's get this thing going. Let's, but they don't know what we're talking about. And until you get that knowledge, until you get that, that trust and learn, learn what it takes, you as a small business owner aren't going to act. You're not going to act comfortably because you don't trust it. You don't have the knowledge to, to form that that uh, ability to execute comfortably. What you're talking about there, Jack, is the experience that we have with our, our small business clients, right, in terms of you know them to be able to take stuff in and then be able to execute it. Right. Yeah, you know, but we've got a lot of different situations where people think they have the knowledge. And again, you know, I'll go back to the, the, the very beginnings of MVP, you know, where we thought early on, you know, here we are, the smart sheet. guys, and, and yeah. well, no, with the, with, the, with the guy with the red hair, right? You know, your favorite <laughs> guy in our, in our PowerPoint presentation. So when we were first launching MVP, one of our, 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 our presumptions was that, you know, we knew a lot of attorneys and, and CPAs, and, and, and those were folks who had great relationships with, with a lot of small business owners, and if we just got out to them and educated them about what we were doing and how it was different from what they were doing, that we'd get lots of introductions and referrals to them. And so we spent the better part of probably six months doing all these dog and pony shows and presenting to all these different folks and taking them out for breakfasts and lunches and and coffees, what have you, and, and, and with the whole idea of trying to get introductions to them. And uh, yeah, we got that that one with the first presentation, but you know, for that next six months, it was you know, it was pretty, it was pretty dry. And what we've come to learn over the years is we had a we had a false presumption early on that most of those CPAs and attorneys had really solid relationships with their clients, when in fact they didn't. And they weren't able to make phone calls to these folks and make introductions because they weren't viewed as that kind of advisor. As a matter of fact, because they typically bill on the hourly basis or actually on the tenth of an hour basis. Most, yeah, most folks avoid those phone calls because they don't want to be, be getting charged <laughs> for phone calls, right? So, you know, often we might have some what we think is the knowledge, but then when you actually go out and execute it, you start to learn that the, re the real world is a little different than that, that, that That's right. knowledge that, that you had, you know? Or, you know, things are... are could be very good ideas. And we said a client uh, last week discussing this, where uh, a big part of their uh, business was, was going from residential to commercial type work. And so it's, it's a little different, you know, in the business world versus the, versus the consumer world. But part of what they started to do was they started to go to trade shows. And we said, you know, here we are, this is the fifth year in a row at this trade show. And people coming up to us and hey, you know, I've been seeing you here, you know, for the last five years and I can't figure out, what, you know, why I haven't started using you guys yet, right? So <laughs> good idea, yeah. right place to be. But it took five the years for somebody that, to come. That's, yeah, that's, you know, that's exactly. so, so don't so don't get frustrated. Don't think that maybe what you're doing is wrong per se. It may just be a timing standpoint. Again, especially when it comes to marketing, everybody wants that short-term silver bullet. That bam, I do this and things just start instant, flooding in. Instant right? success. Yeah, it doesn't work like that at all. No, you, know, you have to keep grinding. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Uh, it, it's it's very important, you know. You keep learning every time you delve into to a situation. You learn, and you often don't know you're learning. And then one day it comes together, and that's fun. And that's when it's when it's a good oh, time. Yeah. And well, it could be years. So, well, wait, wait, you know, we have another client where you know a big part of what we do with our coaching process is help our clients uh, make sense of and start to really use their numbers. But unfortunately, when, when we get involved. Um, Many times, the numbers are kind of a mess. Uh, they're a mess from the standpoint that what they're set up to do is to be able to help their CPA fill out a tax return. 
but they're really set up to really help them manage the business. And so we helped the frame you know, with this client, started to see pretty quickly that his numbers were kind of messed up and he had to get a new reshuffled, so to speak, to kind of get them in, in working order. And it took the better part of two years, two yeah. years to get his books clean. And he had a lot of those almost kind of false high fives. Hey, you know, we're there, we got it. And then it's not there yet. Oh, this isn't quite working the way we thought. This is okay. So, you know, finally it kept grinding through. And after a couple of years, finally got it to where they were good. And now the flip side for that now is he's kind of a pain in the Budinsky for, for his, uh, for his CPA That's or right. accounting folks because, because he keeps he, asking all those detailed questions right. and, and uh, they aren't they aren't ready to go into it, you right. know, and they they can certainly, but they aren't ready for it, so it annoys them. We like that. That that's a gold star for us. You know, we <laughs> we can have them know, you know, kind of a bugbear, their professional advisor too. That's right. We have yeah, we, we have we have a good sense of humor, Jack and I do, where, where, where we get kind of enjoy some of those things, right? Where it's uh, <laughs> it's unique, and we'll view that as a as a high five moment for our clients, and and be able to tell them here's you know a, a good sign of progress. So we have lots of stories like that, you know. I mean, you know, just for us alone too. You know, you know, we've spent the better part of five years trying to find a marketing team to help us. That's we've, right. We talked to hundreds of people, engaged probably a dozen people in, in a variety of different ways to help us start to kind of grow our business. And there were many days where Jack and I looked at each other and saying, you know, do these people exist, or, or should we just give up? Keep, yeah, you know? yeah, you, you can't, you can't quit. Once you quit, that's it. So, so. yeah, I like that's a good phrase. Once you quit, that's it. All right, so keep grinding. Don't give up. Just because it's not happening as fast as you like doesn't mean it's not the right the right strategy. All right, so stick around. We come back. We're going to dig into Jack's brain with the how come part of our of our show. I'm Adam Stonhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We are business coaches, and I know you you have a lot of how questions every day. They they continue to go through your mind seven days a week. Give us a call. Contact us. We can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on, on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. Don't you wrestle with all those how questions on your own. We can help. We've helped hundreds. We absolutely love the small business owners. And and uh, if you're coachable, we'll help you get unstuck. All right. We're getting ready to delve into one of the favorite parts of the show here, which is the how come section where we're going to dig into Jack's brain. He's been pondering some questions here in the last uh, the last week or so that you can share with us. Ponder, and ponder. Uh, if you have some comments on that or you have your own how-come questions as far as we've looked at the world around you, it could be the world at large or the world of your business, you want to kind of throw out there for, for us to kind of ponder and try to address in terms of how come something this way or that way. Um, you can give us a call here in the studio. Again, we're here every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. The number here is 440-946-9468. That's 440-946-WINT. If you prefer to do it by email, you can do that as well. Uh, hit, shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. All right, Jack. So you've been pondering, pondering, pondering. So what's, uh, okay, what's on your mind? What, you know, give me a how come or, or a couple of how comes. You know, what's on your mind? Oh, for, the, uh, for our listeners out there, too. If you, if you have a how come question, feel free, as Adam said. Uh, we'll, we'll put it on there. It could be a silly how come or it could be a pretty deep thinking how come. 
if you ponder the world, there's lots of stuff out there. And it might be vexing you to uh, just vent it out, put it out there, and we could have some uh, good discussion and fun with it. So I got two today. One is a, uh, a quick one, a quick hitter here, a little one. Let me, uh, let me tell you what it is here. It's a, a quick one. Over 48.7% of all statistics are useless. <laughs> Just that much, huh? So that's it. So is that 48.9? Well, 48.6? 48.7. And that was just one of them. All right. All right. Is that a good one or a useless one? Well, that's a useless one. All right. Good. <laughs> okay. Now, I was pondering this one. And I look, I look on these things. Usually it's a, a culmination of the week. And uh, Sunday I'll start to think about Monday. And uh, so here, here's the ponder of the week here. How come, if life is so short, why do we do so many things we don't like and like so many things that we don't do? Let me read that one again. It's one of those that can stick in your minds here. How come, if life is so short, why do we do so many things we don't like and like so many things we don't do? Now, why is that? It kind of says that you're trapped. In many cases, it can say that. Why the heck do we want to do so many things we don't like? What causes that? We can start to think of some obvious ones, like, oh, we have uh, financial and family obligations. Well, then the question could be, well, how come you're into those family and, and financial obligations? If you don't like doing those things, why are you doing them? Now, I'll bet you, and as I started thinking about this, I don't have a list. You know, one of the the movie, The Bucket List, when that was out, that was pretty good. And I think a lot of people refer to a bucket list. I think a bucket list is a great thing. I started making one up years ago. And so I have a few things that I like. But I don't have a list that would be updated of things that I like, that I really like to do. But you, haven't, you, Adam? But you haven't done yet. No, you know, Stan and I were kind of going through that a couple of years back where away for a weekend. I don't remember if it was an anniversary weekend or not. We started talking about some of those things. You know, as the kids are getting older and, you know, there's certain things you'd like to maybe do, places you want to kind of go or try to accomplish and a few glasses of wine and start to kind of go and then drifted off. I have it on my phone though. It sends you the, the, the rough draft of that list. But the rough draft. Okay. That way I wouldn't lose the list, right? Well, <laughs> that's uh, it, it's an accumulative thing or it should be like that. But we got to have, you know, that almost seems like it's a starting point. You have to have that list of things you like. If you don't, what do you do? How do you pick how do you pick the weekend you're gonna spend? How do you I don't think we give it a lot of thought. We really don't. We kind of just flow. We flow with our choices. And and then is it really what we like to do? Well we make it because we've just done it. You're you're gonna say I don't like to do things I don't like to do. <laughs> but we do. We do things we don't like to do. So you're, always, you're, always, you're always picking your battles, I guess. The, 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 the philosophical answer is choices. Okay, So I think you, you made choices early on in life, but then all of a sudden you, you don't have as many choices now. And we always discuss that. You know, we, we, we'll, we'll contrast things. That you make some really poor choices and you wind up in prison. Well, you got pretty limited choices once you're in prison, right? You got to, you know, that's right. Many, that's that's uh, one of the worst places to be. Your choices are, are 
very, very limited. Right. That's right. So if you go the other, the other, the other end of the spectrum for somebody who's who's had tremendous success, you know, let's say financially, and, and, and they can do just about anything. Well, you get some crazy people that decide to run for president or something like that, right? <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to do that, but um, but you, you know, you, you, your choices are almost unlimited at at that point. But I, I don't I don't I don't think we truly ponder and think deep about what we like to do. Well, and we, 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 we should. You know, the fact that here's what I like to do, I may not be able to do it. That's a different yeah, different well, discussion. You know, I, I think most people are not doing something that, that they absolutely love and, and, and really enjoy. You know, the, the whole idea of having a uh, a vocation versus an avocation. People talk about that sometimes. You know, again, you know, do you love what you're doing? You know, if if you had it, you know, you mentioned financial stuff, right? So if you were independently wealthy. Would you be doing today what you're doing right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, what percentage of the population would, would, would say yes to that? I think most would, on, on even if they thought about it, because that's almost the one big key. If you're financially independent, you can do whatever you want to do. And so now this bucket list, this list would become imperative because do you want to live high? Do you want to live low? Do you want to do simple things? What what? You know, you can do anything. I'm going, I'm, I'm going beyond the bucket list for sure. I, I, I'm going just very simply. You know, I, I think you, you hear most people say, hey, you know, if I won the lottery, I got this big inheritance. The first thing I'd do is quit my job. Yeah. First well. thing they would do, right? Now, what what would they do after that? I don't know. I mean, you know, your point, that maybe they go to that bucket list and see some stuff that they, they may want to try out for a few weeks or a few months or this, that. But one of the first things that, that, that they say is, I'm going to quit my job because they don't. They don't truly like what they're doing. They don't. They don't. They haven't thought about it. Look at our clients. How many people, when we first start with them, what their goal is to retire somewhere on the beach. My God, you know, yeah. uh, getting sunburn and and uh, having crabs crawl over your feet. I mean, that's not really where you want to be too <laughs> too long. I mean, it's nice to visit that, but uh, you know, that that's not a uh, to me a, a, an ideal goal. Uh, well, yeah, how can you judge that? But you know, to have that list of things that you like. Now, we usually try to take these little ponderings and apply it to business. Yeah, that's where I was starting to go with that. I, and yeah. we, we coach that on our with our clients. You know, either, especially with their key employees. You know, if you're, if you're the owner of a business, you should have a discussion often with your key employees where the typical job description, if you will, and and uh, we'll call it performance or lack thereof, whatever whatever term you use to evaluate your employees, there should be a section that we like to, to use the calendar year, the beginning of the year, in which your key employees lay out not only goals for the company, but goals for themselves. What would they like to do? What would they like the company to help them do? What are they trying to do with their life, with their career? And have a discussion like this, because I don't believe that discussion is held, especially in small businesses, very often and very meaningful, and where it's documented and followed up on. And hey, Adam, how can I help you get whatever it is you're trying to get? A little better education, a little trip around the world, little—I don't know, whatever you want. But if you don't know, you can't tell me, obviously. Yeah, usually those conversations start out like somebody like Jack asking that question. You get kind of a a smirk or a giggle or kind of stare back like, well, what do you mean, right? Because they either A, haven't thought about it or they aren't comfortable in maybe sharing with you. And typically, they haven't really kind of been pressed to think that way, to think bigger beyond what's right in front of them as far as, as, far as what they're doing day to day. 
Well, they'll take what the the marketing world is is throwing up at them, and that's uh, vacation and and things things of that nature where you're you're spending money and you know you things you like may not necessarily always be rooted in finance and financial considerations, but it's all customized and uh, you don't know until you think about this stuff. This is a pretty good good pondering. This one, it really well, was. One of the things we also also do. I thought maybe you're going here, Jack. I'll go here instead, which is we'll talk to our clients about it. If they're not having fun and, and, and enjoying the business, we say, well, well, go get a job then, or, or change the business. Because I mean, again, who's in charge? You got the here? choice. That's so right. This is this is you being in charge because because we'll, we'll run into a lot of owners that are that way where they should be really loving what they're doing and having a good time doing it. You know, it's not all fun and games. But again, they, they, they're they're truly enjoying it. You know, they're they're enjoying the challenges. They're enjoying what we you know the, how they're growing and, and you know personally as well as a company and, and they're enjoying being with, with the people who are there. If you're not enjoying it, change it. You can change, change it. it. We we often 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 we often have to tell our clients to enjoy themselves too, enjoy the victory. <laughs> they, they get a new account or they, they basically uh, have something very positive happen in the company and they still got that dour face of, of uh, you know, woe is me, <laughs> wait a minute, step back, step back and realize what just happened. Have fun, have fun with your company. The people around you can make that happen. All right, so keep pondering that today, folks, about how come we spend so much, uh, what is it? We do so many things. Life is short, so why do we do so many things we don't like and like so many things we don't do? There you go. All, All right. right. All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to help you figure out how do you stop the bleeding. Good one. Good one. I'm Adam Sonhalter. I was going to ask, who are you? That's right. And then, <laughs> who am I? And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. And we can help you get unstuck. It's like a big mud pit. You're in there. We can help you get unstuck with all those how questions in your business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. <laughs> Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. That's Jack over there. Where? Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We've told you a number of times, and we'll keep doing it. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. We love helping small business owners get unstuck. We, we don't even start with you unless we feel we're going to succeed, and we give a little coachability test. Pretty cool. You should visit our website and poke around on it. You'd probably like it. Um, but that's who I am. I'm Jack Mancini. Thanks, Jack. All right. So in this segment, we're going to share a, uh, a success story of one of our clients. And this one, we're going to help you figure out how to stop the bleeding. Anybody's out there bleeding? I guess we got to put a tourniquet on first as you know, to be able to use that kind of, a, that kind of <laughs> analogy. Uh, if you have some stories you want to share, again, you're always welcome to call us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. We're here every Monday, live from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. Let me frame a couple of things. First of all, as we talk about small business, that focus for us is typically companies that have anywhere from 1 to 25 employees. And we help coach on our seven keys to success. And if you head to our website like Jack is talking about, our, our, our website is MaximumVP.com. There's a menu item there called the MVP Playbook. And underneath there, you'll see a link for a nice visual graphic of the seven keys to success. And the two that were key for this story in terms of stopping the bleeding were the cash forecast and leadership. And 
the part of leadership that we're focusing on here is negotiating. Negotiating is a key thing that we help we help many of our clients. Boy, that's with. such a big deal. That that is rarely mentioned like that, but it's huge. It's it's really the license to go ahead and try stuff and and cut deals for every small business owner. And it's surprising how many don't do that. But yeah, they're, they're just simply not aware. I mean, we're not. For those of you who've traveled around, and um, you know, here in the U.S., we aren't much in terms of negotiating. But if you go all almost anywhere else in the world, people love to negotiate. It's, you know, it's part of the culture. So, you know, us here in the U.S., we aren't as, aren't as I don't say aggressive or, you know, we, we honestly lead with the idea that you can actually negotiate most of the time. Yeah, there's a timidness that uh, we have in our culture that it just never never became part of the culture. And, right. But it's fun, and it, it can be very effective and, and can add very positively to your profitability. So that was a key part of this story. So we, you know, we, we had a client that the, the, the family um, took over ownership after the sudden death of a parent, and so as you can imagine, for those of you who've lost a parent or a spouse, you know, typically that first year or so, it's it's kind of a blur, and you know, just just, just you're kind of dealing with what's going on, all the changes happening. But that, that that first year typically goes by pretty quickly. And in this case, um, you know, the the, the kids kind of had a sense that the company wasn't doing as well. And what they discovered was. In fact, they've been losing money for years, and they were in some pretty significant debt. And so the kids kind of looked at each other and said, okay, well, we have a couple of choices here. Uh, one is go get jobs, which didn't sound very attractive to them, and there's a lot of emotion tied to the, to the company in terms of kind of keeping it going. So they want to figure out, well, how do we keep this thing kind of going? And so fortunately for them, they found, they found Jack and I pretty quickly into that process. And one of the first things we do with a company that's, that's losing money is we say, okay, well, let's figure out. Now, if, if you're in a hole... The first thing you, you, you want to stop doing is you want to stop digging, all right? Because if, if I'm already in a hole and I keep digging, it's not going to help me at all. That's right. We gotta we gotta stop that loss. We gotta reverse it. Right. Pronto. So how do we figure that out? We gotta figure out whether they're making profit or not. So if we're making profit, we can get out of just about any hole. Now, it may take a little longer for some versus others, but if we're making profit, it's going to be a way out of that hole. And tied very closely to that profit is the cash forecast which is the ability to show, you know, to be able to pay not only your current bills, but paying off some old debt. And it's, so in, it's indispensable. I mean, it's just indispensable. Not only running a, a, a profitable company, but certainly a company that's in, in financial trouble and has dug a big hole for themselves. You need, you just absolutely need that tool. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care how you do it. You know, you want to use some fancy new app that's got it out there. If you want to use a trusty old spreadsheet, if you want to use a whiteboard, if you want to just take some big pieces of paper and write it out, you know, by hand. But to get it laid out in terms of the, the, the money you expect coming in and the money you expect going out. Start Sounds kind of simple. Right? Yeah, just start with one week, but get it out of your head. Okay, but start with just a week. So you start pulling together accounts receivables that, if you have them, or if you have projected sales coming in. And you know bills that you've got to pay that are ongoing bills, whether it be for your employees, for your rent, your utilities. But get it, just get it written down on a piece of paper to kind of see what's there. And if you can show a week being positive, try two weeks, then try a month. It's amazing the m momentum you can get. We talked talk about that you know quite a bit here on the show, you know, uh, you know over the past months about getting that momentum going. And often taking those baby steps are key, but getting it out of your head, down onto again, whether it be in the paper onto a spreadsheet, into an app, just kind of see what what, you know, what, what you've got there. That's where the negotiation is going to commence, right? right? Yeah, you, you owe somebody October 15th, and here it is October 10th, and you find out you aren't going to be able to make that October 15th payment. So what do you do? Right. Well, you talk to them about the plan, 
you could also try to well go on honey that's okay no i mean it's feeling you know, it's whether you have you have ongoing payments or again if you're like a case like this where you have to, some old debts to pay off if you can show and have confidence that you're able to again you know pay all your bills currently you then have additional funds to be able to not pay off some of that old stuff and from the negotiation standpoint you don't have to necessarily pay off dollar for dollar that the, the old stuff and keep in mind these folks that have, have been waiting for a while and put yourself in their shoes because I'm sure most of you, you know, who've owned the company for a little while here have had some some slow payers or some bad debts. And picture that person coming to you and saying, Hey, you know, I know I owe you ten grand here. If I gave you six grand today, would you take it and you know, call it even? Now if you've been waiting you six might. months or a year for that ten grand, yeah, chances are pretty good you might take that six grand. Or you might negotiate a little bit. So you you know, there's certainly Especially some Especially if some, he some says some if you don't there. take it, I'm not gonna give you anything right. for a year. <laughs> or I'll start paying you hundred bucks a month or something like that. Again, it's just a matter of kind of what's there. But the idea of going to approach and start to be able to kind of you know, negotiate the, the, those things out, but being able to do it not doing it blindly and hoping and wishing and praying and crossing your fingers, but having the tools there to say, I, I can see on paper or see Very on my spreadsheet that I can do it. So I have that, that ability to, to be able to be able to negotiate that. How many how many small business owners out there duck? duck those issues or have the other side when people owe you money where they duck, they duck you. Isn't that probably the most aggravating thing that, that one of the certainly has to make the top five list of aggravating things in a small business where somebody owes you money, it's getting older, and they're ducking versus talking to you, even taking the hits if you're, you know, crabby or whatever it is you're going to hit them hit them with, but they're standing firm and they're going to propose something or they're going to update you on, on what's going on. Isn't that much better? Absolutely it is. Yes, it is. So with the very simple cash forecast tool, I'm looking at their, 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 their forecasted you know, profit and loss, we're able to get this client that, that was losing money for years to get them being profitable for the first time in, in, in probably almost a decade. They're able to get their debts paid off and settled within 18 months. That was cool. That was a cool, cool outcome there. Oh yeah, and as part of this, they're also able to double the company within three years. That's even better. Even better, right? <laughs> now, and a big part of what they did in terms of settling their debts, they weren't, you know, they they, they had about a quarter million in debt. I think they wound up paying about one fifty of that. The other one hundred got negotiated down. So there's there's usually quite a bit of room and opportunity that's there, and it's amazing. This is often what happens with with our clients. As I mentioned before, many of them haven't really negotiated much at all. And it becomes uh, addicting, I guess, right? You know, once you kind of get them started doing this stuff, they start to get excited about it. They start seeing opportunities everywhere. We even had a client last week kind of, uh, oh, he's almost embarrassed or apologizing when he was negotiating a contract with somebody. He said, you know, you, you, know, you guys taught me years ago to kind of start doing this now. He goes, I feel like I'm a, I'm a lion in there with just some... some Taking business, full you know, advantage of it. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Almost kind of helping them along. And so it's a very, very powerful tool when you own a company to be able to go through and be able to negotiate that. But you don't want to wing it. So if you can no. forecast that profit, again, if you have some bleeding going on, again, if you're in a hole, quit digging. That's right. Figure out that you can be able that's, to make profit. That's the big lesson. Yeah, and then be able, to be able to forecast your cash flow and be able to negotiate. So that's a key thing if you're trying to figure out how to stop that bleeding. Make sure you, you, you do it. If you need some help, give us a call. I'll be happy to help you out. So, all right, I want to thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, you're invited, like I said, to tune in every Monday here at noon Eastern. If you have questions before, uh, shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. You can go on Facebook.com forward slash MaximumVP or give us a call 877-849-0670.
Okay, at Maximum Value Partners, we work hard to build long-term relationships and become your your valued advisor in the truest sense of the word. We absolutely uh, love our clients because we we don't take on everybody. You got to go through a little test to see if you're coachable, and if so, chances are very high we're going to win. And win means success for you, a growing, profitable, sustainable profit company. All right, if you missed any part of this show or of our previous shows, you can listen to them at your leisure, anytime, day or night. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and when you go there, please leave us a review. Or you can also go to WINC Radio, check out their archive programs, and look at it you know, by name and download it to your computer. And you can also check us out on TuneIn.com. Okay, learn more dirty secrets of small business next Monday at noon. Thanks for listening today on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 a.m., and 101.5 FM, nwintradio.com.